For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. And for today, I have a special guest, Vin DeCiani, the CEO and founder at Affiliated Monitors. And we're going to talk about something that we both think is extraordinarily important, which is why engage in pre-acquisition due diligence, not because the DOJ says you should, but from the business perspective. So Vin, with with that introduction, why do you see the business perspective as so critical for engaging in pre-acquisition due diligence? So how are you, Tom? Nice to speak with you again. I think that I call this the softer side of due diligence, right? We know that when companies are looking to merge with or acquire a company, they do a lot of heavy due diligence on fine and those kinds of aspects. But they often miss the softer side of things. Does the company have a compliance program? Does the company have the appropriate third-party controls in place? What's the culture of the company? And those types of elements, I think, sometimes can be the downfall of an acquisition. And again, you and I have talked about this, where the acquirers don't know the customer and didn't do the kind of homework that they needed to do. And so I think there's great risk there. I think there's great risk, not only the financial risk of investing in a troubled acquisition, but also what sort of the implications of an acquisition of a company that has a pending action or there's some conversation in the by the water cooler about a whistleblower or internal audit is seeing some some difficulties so it's such a such an important conversation to have and there are so many elements to it so I'll stop there and if you want to drill down we certainly can do that. sure Vin you and I both have been involved certainly in situations where we're brought in after an acquisition's closed. But what you're talking about in terms of the pre-acquisition due diligence from the business perspective, do you find that clients are receptive to that message and helping them understand, guys, this is not really a legal issue or it is a legal issue, but the more important issue is the business issue to you? I think it's becoming more prominent in the due diligence It's still not quite there because, again, I talk to companies and they're not doing anything about it. But we are seeing a movement afoot to be more considerate. Um, I think that ESG is certainly something that acquiring companies are now starting to look at. And while not as comprehensive as you and I are talking about, there are certain elements right on the environmental side and the governance side that they are concerned about. So it's becoming more prominent with good reason. Right, because this the trouble that can occur, it, it can be enormous for the acquisition company, especially if they're acquiring all asset, assets and liabilities. And if you don't know what those liabilities are, and if you haven't done your homework to find out what they are, then that risk is even greater. In the FCPA world is literally covered with companies that lost their entire investments, that paid a significant fines and penalties. And what you really raise, though, is a lot of other issues. What happens if you bring a corrupt culture into your organization? What does that do to your employees? What kind of impact, not just to your employees, but what about the general public, your stakeholders, your customers? Those types of conversations, I think, are perhaps even more important than the legal conversations you and I routinely deal with. I agree. And remember that under the DOJ guidance, integration of an acquired company is going to be an important element with within that transaction. And again, as the monitor of corporations who have been acquirers of companies, we have to look at that integration. 
So what does the company that you just acquired look like? Are you leaving it as a standalone and letting it stay to the side? Or are you actually trying to integrate it? What is the culture of that company? Does it have a compliance program? Does it have a code of conduct? Does it have a conflicts of interest policy? All of those elements you should know up front. We talk often about knowing your customer, and that's something that has become a little bit more routine. How about knowing who you're acquiring, right? Isn't that sort of a fundamental element of what we should all be doing? So again, I think it should be more routine, and yet surprisingly, it's not. And I don't know if that is because people are just that perceptive or are they just relying on financial information and just that's enough but boy i would not just have my my accountants looking at the transaction i would have my compliance team involved i would have others looking deeper into the transaction and i was wondering if you might give our listeners maybe your top three takeaways for the business perspective behind pre-acquisition due diligence yeah so the first one i think i just said and that is know your customer Know who you're buying, in other words. You can't not, you cannot simply rely on financial information and whatever can be gleaned from the normal type of due diligence that one does when looking at a company. You need to go deeper. And how deep you go, I think, is going to be quite revealing. You want to find out if they are, if there's something going on, if there's a complaint, if there's any kind of investigation going on. So that would be number one, knowing who you're acquiring. Two would be in markets that you're not necessarily comfortable in, learning about the ESG aspects of that company that you're looking to acquire. What is it doing related to environment? What is it doing related to due diligence? Those kinds of governance, those kind, that kind of information is going to be quite revealing. Now, I don't think that's the only thing you should focus on, but that is going to be quite revealing and necessary. And then the third is it probably makes sense to somehow rank in, in, in importance what the highest risks are and the lowest risks. Because we're all going to be able to tolerate some risks that are lower and have been looked at. But the high risks, I think, have to go into the equation of the determination as to whether or not you're going to go forward with the acquisition. So I think that those are three key takeaways. I probably have more, but those are three big ones. Ben, as always, it's incredibly insightful to sit down and visit with you. Thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me. Good to talk to you again, Tom. Be well. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'd like to thank you again for joining me for this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program around business ventures. And I hope you will join me for our next episode tomorrow. This podcast series on 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.